it's like melts. It's weird. It's like a thin flavor. With, I think because he bought it from a store too. Yeah, I think because he bought it from a store. Because the store pie doesn't taste like a homemade pie. It tends to be different. Okay. But I'll give it a try. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Welcome to church. Morning. Morning. And uh, please, no food and drinks. Everybody out there, if you can hear me, keep the food and drinks on that side. And um, please silence the cell phones. If you don't know, now you know. And um, bathroom is outside that door to the left. Well, not outside, but through the door to the left. And it is a fellowship, so the, the mic will come around. Keep it about this distance. He does a great job at that. And um, that's it. Take it away, Jesse. Woo! <laughs> Amazing. Did you hear Nick's show? Or was it? It was? Does he ever do a bad show? No. Ooh. <laughs> Even when he crashed the plane and 600 people died? You saw that? You that? I knew about that. Yeah. Were there 600 people? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our, the YouTube channel chat line and Hank will respond to your questions and come in. We'll get them to me and I'll respond. Um, good morning, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, it's half the belated Thanksgiving now, right? Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people travel too for, for the uh, holidays. Uh, I hope you all had a good one. Mine was amazing. It really, really was. Um, any questions or comments about anything before we get rolling, before I get rolling? Yes, sir. Well, much to my surprise, I issued an apology to my son. And um, I spent probably over five hours trying to put this apology together with feedback of quite a few people. And uh, I deleted some things, probably five lines I should have not put in. Um, Some people have asked me, don't you know how to apologize? I goes, I know how to apologize, but maybe not in the best way. And I wanted, because the situation was so serious, I mean, regarding, you know, my son's potential suicide, I wanted to do it right. So... This is what I wrote, and you just let me know what you guys think about it. Did you send it to him already? Yeah, I sent it to him already. I sent it to him. He goes, "Um, dear son, hello. You texted me over one month ago about feeling suicidal. You texted me in private or directly to dad. I panicked slash worried. So I shared that you were suicidal by text to all the close family members. 
why did I do it or texted the family about your situation. I care about you and wanted to make sure you were okay. I could have handled it much, I could have handled it better or even much differently. I am sorry. I apologize. I was wrong. I should have never betrayed your trust. I made a mistake. I should have tried to phone you first after that text. Um, sometimes it feels hopeless, but even when it feels impossible, hope is around the corner if you just hold on. Keep plugging. Resilience, persistence, perseverance, positivity, optimism. Negative thoughts, brackets, living in your head, depression, extreme self-doubt, hopeless feeling, I can't, impossible, negativity, weakness, storms, hardness, poverty mindset, unhappiness, worry, fear, I won't succeed, etc. and a bracket, are the devil's thought and candy. Don't entertain these negative thoughts. Don't eat the devil's candy. Something I said or did has damaged our father-son relationship, and I care enough about the relationship slash friendship to want it repaired and restored. I ask for your forgiveness. What can I do to make it right? Lo siento, which is I apologize in Spanish. Um, sincerely yours, love always, dad and son. Um, uh, November 23rd at 7.47 at night on Wednesday night, one day before Thanksgiving. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Unless this, I went, what do you, I don't know, I need feedback. Oh. He, hasn't, he hasn't responded. Right. I, I, I mean, I know I sent it one day before Thanksgiving, but it was, I wanted to just make it right because I looked at, I was writing my apologies and I was sending the feedback to other people and they were saying, what a crappy apology. What a stupid apology. You, you don't apologize it, to your son like that. You were sending the feedback to other people? Yeah, no, I was, I, was, I was writing my apology and I was sending by text to other people for feedback. Why like, were you doing that? What? Why were you doing that? Because I wanted to get the apology done right. But you, you really don't know how to just say, I'm sorry, I was wrong? No, I don't. I, even though I'm a 40-plus-year-old man, exactly. So growing up, you never said to anyone I was wrong? No, I guess that's what happens when you grow up in a dysfunctional family. We were three brothers, and we fought like cats and dogs. Um, my mom and dad fought like cats and dogs. So obviously, I grew up like cats and dogs. And so it was hard for, that's why it was so hard for you to see you were wrong for doing that to him? You made me Aware. I'm asking you, that's why, because you had never apologized growing up. And you're right, what, you're right, you're right. I don't, we hold grudges like crazy. Hold on, it was a question. Because you never apologized to anyone in your life, that's why it was so hard to see that you were wrong? Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, I'm going to say something real bad. Don't say it if it's personal. It's personal regarding me. And I, I don't mind sharing it because it, it's relevant to this situation. I, 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 I realize my son's giving me the silent treatment right now. And I've only, I mean, he said that he gave me since October 18th. So it's been, I don't know, a month and nine days or something like that. And who's I, counting? What? Who's counting? I'm counting because <laughs> I, 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 it's brutal. But I, I will let you know something. Um, and I, I, okay, so I've got... I've, I've, I've experienced a silent treatment for less than a month and a half, and now I'm going to say something that I, I'm going to be eternally ashamed of. 
But I'm going to say it anyway because it's regarding me and something that happened in my past. Um, I held a grudge or gave my dad the silent treatment because of the horrible upbringing I had from 1981 to 2005. So that's 24 years of giving my dad the silent treatment. He tried to reach me many times. In fact, uh, one time, uh, my brother, Mike, he said, hey, you know, uh, you know, Papo, our dad, um, you know, he, he attempted suicide on your birthday. I goes, I don't care. And I was like, I can't believe I said that. I don't know what birthday it was. I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years after I gave him the silent treatment. But I never saw my dad or spoke to him or, or like this, and now it's coming back to haunt me, I guess. You know, like the sins of my past are becoming the punishment of my future. Amazing. Right, you know. So did you ever talk to your father before he expired? No, he didn't. He died in 2005. And you never did talk to him? No, I gave him, I, I last saw him in, in I saw him in downtown Vancouver, like 19th floor of a, a, of like a stock brokerage building. I goes, hey, there's my dad on the back. And I could have come in and said, hey, dad, you're in the stock brokerage thing. How's your stocks doing? I, and well, I was there. How do say, you feel about that now? I, I feel like crap, actually. That was stupid. Holding yeah. a 24-year grudge, yeah. which means basically a 24-year silent treatment, yeah. which is obviously immature. And, you know, I mean... I was, I don't know how old I was then. I was like in my early 20s then. You know, I'm an old guy now. But, you know, like when my dad died in 2005, to be honest, I cried for two solid months. I mean, I was holding it together with keeping my job. Why were you crying? Because I realized I screwed up and then that I, I should have forgiven him. Oh, so you felt guilty for not forgiving him? Yeah, I mean, it's like no, no normal person holds a 24-year grudge. And then I realized how abnormal I was. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that I realized in 2005. And, you know, I mean, you know, and I've, I've tried to evolve. You know, it's hard to escape your past, especially when I had crappy parents like mine. You know, and I was like, my dad beat the living crap out of me. I mean, you know, it's so like. it's you not know, hard to escape your past. What's that? It's not hard to escape your past. Well, it's funny that you say that because a year before my dad died, I, I was never a religious person. And I hated Christianity, all the religions. And a year before my dad died, I think 2004, there was a lot of bad stuff happening to me. And I was like, God, why are you punishing me like this? This is like crazy. And what did he say? And God said, go to church. And I went to a church, a, a Christian church. And oh. uh, I was like, <laughs> and I, all of a sudden I'm like, everybody's like, what? Alex, you are going to a Christian church? That's impossible. What? That's not normal. That's out of your side, your box. That's out of your comfort zone. It's no, it's no, no, no. Let me do this like, because of time. Okay. Um, how do you feel about now that you wrote him an apology? I feel better. I mean, like, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It was the right thing to do um, because I got feedback from these folks here, you know, and you, of course, right, you know, and then the people like texted. Uh, I mean, a lot of people you are going, well, oh, you should have known how to write apology. You're an old guy. You know, you're 40 plus. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Everybody can apologize. I'm going, well, yeah, but there's, 
there's such thing as a bad apology. And I wanted to make it right. Yeah. And I felt I did a good job. Yeah, that's a good one. So leave it alone now. Yeah. I'm surprised that I'm, I miss Thanksgiving with him, out him. And right. I'm also, I miss, I mean, and his birthday on November 9th, which really, really hurt. Right. Really and, hurt. And because so, it was his 20th birthday. And why did that hurt? That because I've never missed his birthday. <clears throat> oh, so you don't ever plan to miss it? <laughs> wow, that's a cool question. <laughs> You're asking tough questions. I, I, I prefer not to miss it. I prefer to be, you know, like ha- acknowledge him or something, you know, like go out for a steak or go out for something. Well, you right. can, what you can do if you uh, plan to uh, celebrate every birthday with him, you should adopt Hake for your son, as your son, because <laughs> his birthday lasts a whole year. <laughs> Why that does, way, if you don't, if you miss one day, why, why, why? Tell me this. I don't get this hate joke. His birthday lasts a whole year from July to July. <laughs> oh, she's special then. He like he's better than Jesus. He said. Okay, okay. He didn't say it, but you know that we don't celebrate Jesus' birthday. Oh, okay. We don't even really know when it is. Okay. Well. I mean, but listen, I would drop it now if I were you, and just leave it up to him to accept it. And you move on with your life and overcome the craziness. Don't, don't impose on him. Don't keep sending him a note. Don't keep apologizing. He, he got to wake up now. It's on him. So what does he have to do as a 20-year-old man now? He has to uh, forgive you if he want to be free. He has to forgive him. He has to forgive you. Oh, he has you. to forgive dad. Yeah. But I realize you apologize. You realize you were wrong. But I hope that you know that you don't, if you're wrong about something, you go to the source and apologize and be done with it. That when you do someone wrong, you're supposed to apologize. That's just common sense. No, I don't have common sense. Oh. I'm sorry, but, you know, with the crappy upbringing, I've... But when when will you overcome the, the upbringing? Why don't you let that go? I, I'm it's trying not to let it go. Now. I'm surprised it's affecting me right now. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm older. You know, I'm a senior. Because you won't let the memory of it go. No, I just don't realize how, how it's impacted me. No, you don't let the memory go. Because it, it's not happening to you now. Your mama dead and gone. Your daddy dead. No, my mom's still alive. You know, she's like 83. Is she still beating you up? No, she's not beating me up. My mom never beat me up. It's so just that's my, over. My dad was a, uh, so, my dad was a little whatever psychopath. happened is not happening now. What's that? Whatever happened then is not happening now. No, but I, like, I, like, like example. Like Wait, if you, stay with me. Okay. Whatever happened then is not happening now to you. True. So why don't you let it go? I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, to be a good adult... You have to have good values, ethics, and morals. And I was raised nothing. Who said that? That's normal common sense. Who, who told you that? That's normal common sense. Why is that normal common sense? But forgiveness is not normal common sense to you. Because I've been hurt so much by my dad. But why is that normal common sense to you? But forgiveness is not. Because I've learned that a good person has good values, ethics, and morals. Who and I learned you that? that along the way. Who told you that? Uh, basically, church, I've digested stuff from church. And what are good values and morals? 
you know, good values, ethics, like and what? morals. Like what, for example? I mean, basically, the, you know, the Ten Commandments, etc., you know. Like what, for example? I mean, like, you know, don't steal, don't lie, uh, uh, don't be evil, uh, you know. <laughs> Don't be. But you're not going to be that until you let all this stuff go from your memory. True. So but I had, I had, I mean, my dad beat the living crap out of me. Well, let it go, though. I, I, I'm trying to, but I never had a good childhood. So you know, I don't have do you any. Know form, how, you I don't know have how a foundation. Let, listen. Sorry. You know how to let it go? Ask, I mean, forgive my dad, I guess. Right. And let the thoughts of it go. Because the devil is just reminding you of it. Just let your thoughts go and you'll be free. Yeah, it's funny that my younger brother... Wait, come back. Just let the thoughts go and you'll be free. Let the thoughts go. (laughs) Because that's all you have right now, memories. And the memories are wrong. Well, they're violent memories. Right, and they're wrong. Well, my dad got away with it. No, no. Stay with me. Okay. Just let the thoughts of it go. The devil is reminding you of it. Okay. You're worshiping the devil. Well, there's a lot of clutter in the head. No, no, no. Stay with me. Okay. You're worshiping the devil. By retaining these negative, violent thoughts. The, the negative one and the so-called positive one. They're all from the devil. So I'm not justified in holding on to my past then. Right. The devil doing it for you. Okay. It's Let, tough, though. I mean, you know, it's like, you it, know, it's it's like running tough. a marathon. It's only tough because you're not doing it. And if it is tough, you still do it. No one said it would be easy. It's an emotional marathon. Fine. And I'm not, I haven't practiced Stop that. Stop complaining about it. Okay. At least I didn't beat my son. Stop complaining about it. You'd still worship the devil right now. At least you didn't beat your son like your father beat you. It, does, it doesn't matter. You disappointed your son. That is a beating. <sighs> The process going from beta to alpha. <laughs> it is. I, it's not easy. You're right. I have to endure, 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 and forgive. Right. How, are you, do you do the silent prayer? I, yeah, I tried it. Do, do but you, I, 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 that, you put your hands up. Do you do it every morning, every night? No, I haven't. Well, then suffer there. Because yeah. you fight a battle that you're not going to win. What's the number one purpose of the silent prayer? So you can give up. Give up what? Fighting with the devil. So the, pro- the purpose of the silent prayer is to give up fighting with the devil. Yeah. Okay. So you summarize it pretty good. So do the silent prayer. You can't do this on your own. It won't ever happen. Yeah. I, I was looking at your silent prayer video, and it says don't do it while you're on the bed. Otherwise, you'll fall asleep. Yeah, when you first start. Yeah. Okay. All right, right here. Okay, thank you. Amazing. Let go of the thought of it. 
Yes. I want to say for the silent prayer, um, thank you for the silent prayer. Speak from your chest. I've been doing the silent prayer. I think this mic is off. Um, for I've been doing it for a year now, Jesse, and yeah. um, it's changed my life. Like yeah. it's changed my life. Um, I can't see myself not doing it anymore. Like yeah. for the rest of my life, because I can see my life like just blossoming, and people around me see it too. And they're saying like, "What what are you doing?" And I tell them, "Hey, I'm I'm just sitting there. I'm watching my thoughts." And they're like, uh, one girl told me, actually, you got to add some words to, you got to add some words to that. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. I just said, I'm okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I still do it. I watch my thoughts. And um, it's it's completely changed my life. Like, right on. Yep. Um, anyone that thinks that you have to add words to her is blind. Right. Because we don't know what to ask for. We don't know what we want. Everything we ask for is all about self. It's ego. And God would take care of us. Did you hear the assignment when I gave out a couple of weeks ago, keep your mind with your body? Yeah. You know about that? Yes, I do. Have you been doing that? It's, it is hard. It is hard. Um, but I did notice um, when, while doing the silent prayer, when, I, when I'm present, when I see my hands and I, I see my feet on the ground, I feel it because my eyes are closed. But I notice how easy it is, how easy it is to just be in the present. Yep. And then as soon as I go up in my yeah. thoughts, it's chaos. Yep. It's like it's and then time go by so fast. It's like time doesn't even exist while doing it. Right. So it's, it's going by faster and faster. And I'm like, you know, so it's, it's really trippy to watch, but it's very easy to be present. It's not easy. But while you're in the present, it seems like it's peaceful. It's like it's slow. Everything is just. Everything is just right there. Yep. As soon as you go up in your head, it's, it's, it's chaos. So. Amazing. Yep. Because in the present, there is no time. Right. It's only when you're out of the present, right. there is time. That's amazing. Well, yeah. stay with it Definitely. no matter what. Stay with it, stay with it. Definitely. And then during the day or when you're out and about, whenever, practice keeping the mind with the body. Right. All right? Yes. Nice. Thank you. Have you been practicing that? You still doing that? You keeping the mind with the body? Yes. Uh, yes. And how's that going? I just noticed I noticed that um, I drift off a lot. Yeah. Even driving up here, like <laughs> I noticed, like it's like I'm kind of unconscious, um, so to speak. But I do catch myself. Yeah. And I bring it back, but I do notice, like maybe I don't want to say the majority of my day, but I'm, I'm I go unconscious quite a bit. I yeah. think about the past, future what I want to do, what I didn't do. So, but I have been practicing that. Were you surprised before the assignment how much you would drift into the illusion of a past and a future? You go unconscious? Or were you already aware you were doing it a lot? I was already aware. Yeah. But um, what I definitely learned from uh, listening to you is really just let those thoughts pass. Yeah. Just don't even, you know, live in those thoughts. So, The sad thing about it is that the people I've talked to about it, and they would do exactly what you're saying. When they remember to do it, they're in the present, and in the present, there is nothing. It's like nothing to do, nothing to think about, no time, no nothing, right? And they run away from it, and they're running from something that they are not familiar with. They're running away from God because they are not familiar with him, and it seems like they're more familiar with the devil, so they think they're running they should be saying something, doing something active, but they're running away from 
God. They're running away from the truth. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. Just I did have a, a comment or um, oh, yeah. Yeah, a comment. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed particularly, I mean, black people, but all people yeah. that, you know, I talk to on a regular basis, they really identify with their emotions. Like they don't want to give it up. Yes. Like, they feel like they're not yeah. alive. They're yeah. They're nothing or insignificant unless they emote or really believe in their emotions. Yeah. And I try to get people to kind of think about separating themselves or whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> but they they look at me like I'm some sort of like <laughs> I'm not human or I'm I'm a robot or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, people really don't want it. They, they identify with those emotions. Like I'm not alive if I don't emote. So. They kill you before they let you take away their emotion. And um, they are, that's why most people are not going to find it. They're not going to get on that path and stay there because they love their hell more than they love peace. They'll tell you they prefer peace, but they really don't. They have identified with emotion, and they'll kill you for it. Absolutely. That is so amazing. And you're right. It's most people of all races. It's not just the blacks. The blacks are really into it because they're so identified with the mothers, and the anger is just bad. Uh, have gotten worse over the years, but the blacks are really identified with most. They are angry and they think it's fine. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. It is. That's good, man. Yeah, they don't. You just have to leave them alone. Let them suffer in their hell, because most of them not gonna want to overcome it. They have identified. That's amazing. It's interesting to see that, huh? It is. Yeah. I just see it all over, and. Um they look at me like I'm crazy when I try to, you know, get them away from <laughs> yeah. it. But, you know, I just take it as it is. And, you know. One of the reasons it's so prevalent is that um, they have allowed women to take over in the, in the homes, the schools, businesses, government, and women push emotions. You should feel something. How do you feel? Do you feel this? They, they are saying that men should feel emotional. And so you hear men saying that, well, I decided to, uh, I'm going to be emotional and I'm going to teach my children to be emotional. And that's hell. They're pushing hell. They're pushing hate and not love. And it just go on from generation to generation. Yes, for many years I, I identify with my anger. Yeah. Like it made me something like, oh, he's fiery or he, he's, he has passion or whatever. But yeah. I found out that I was acting like my mother. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I appreciate you uh, teaching this. Just, and that it. anger is, is an animal nature. It'll snap at any point. It'll be happy here, and if you don't keep it happy or you get a thought, it'll snap. It's an animal nature. That's why people think their animals love them, <laughs> because they're in an animal nature, and they think the animal is feeling what they're feeling. But the animal is snap. If you don't feed it or you... You tell it to go sit down or whatever, right? It's the animal nature. We got to overcome that. That's good, man. Thank you. Amazing. Um, have you been doing it this week? And then I'll take your hey. Uh, somewhat. Not like a. Yeah, somewhat. And what has it been for you? Uh, for when me, you realize I, from it, it's it's the same. Um, the same as same as prayer. So, like when I do my silent prayer, except for finding moments throughout the day, I do get uh, lost throughout the day yeah. a lot. 
Um, and then when I do try to focus, it is, it's like harder. It feels like exhausting almost and like boring. Like it's easier to just do what I do, go about my day and then do the prayer at night and wake up when I wake <laughs> up in the morning and then just go to work and yeah. do whatever I do. So Amazing. Now will stay with it. Mm. Practice during the day and we out and about to bring the thought back to the body. And then you'll see, it'll get easier and easier and easier. Stay with it. Absolutely. Yes, Hank. I have a super chat or a, a channel supporter, Osama Bin Diesel, says, Thanks, Jesse, for everything. Quick question. Why does the silent prayer have to be done sitting with the palms up? And how do you know it's working? Well, it doesn't really have to be up. You can, you can let your arms hang. It's not like you're stuck in one way you got to do it. The whole purpose is to be silent so you can become aware of the ego, the not you. And you will see that it's a spirit that made a home in your imagination and in your body. And seeing it will cause you to overcome it because it's a spiritual thing. The ego is pure evil. And everyone who has an ego... And everyone dies and does until they overcome by forgiving, realizing they're wrong for being angry. Everyone that has an ego is two hoops and a holler from Jeffrey Dahmer. Did you know that? You can kill your own child just like that if you have emotions. Your own husband, your own wife. Because anger is pure evil. There's no love in it at all. Zero love. Uh, and that reminds me that... Um, this, this weekend, and I can't tell you at all who it was, because some of you know the people, at least some of the people that were there. I was invited to this family house for a few minutes on uh, Saturday. What happened was the son, who was an adult, forgave the mother. Hey, mother, I'm sorry for, apparently had been gone out all week, or maybe before that. But the son forgave the mother. And when he did, the mother had a hissy fit, a total hissy fit. And she did, she did what most people do. That's the darkness. She called up the family members, the brothers and the sisters and everybody. Da, da, da said that. He hate me. He forgive me. I'm the mother. What are you going to forgive me for? I had him. I raised him. And I can't believe he did that. And the, and the, the siblings who are subject to the mother turn on the brother that forgave and they were going off on him. And so finally they said, come over, come over, help us. Because <laughs> he did it because you said it. But he did it because he saw that he, he needed to forgive his, his mother, right? And so they were dogging him out. They were saying things about him that should not have been said in, that, in the public like that at that event. And it was a mess. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at, I'm like, looking at these people, they have joined forces with the mother and come to find out in the end when they were honest, the only reason they joined forces with the mother because they were too weak to tell her she was wrong. They were subject to the mother and so they couldn't stand up to her so they joined her army and they went after the one brother that was standing up. And so I said, all right, let's do this. You guys talking about this man like this, 
have y'all ever done anything wrong? Are you doing anything wrong? And they didn't want to admit it, but I just stayed on it. I'm like, uh uh-uh. I know everybody in the world born in sin and something you've done. And come to find out they're in some of the worst mess you ever want to be in. It was just a mess. One of the brothers, yeah, I can say it. One of the brothers that was there who was hating the brother that spoke up because he was subject to the mama, he was scared of his mama. Uh, one of the brothers admitted that he was dating this woman and then secretly dating two of her family members. So he was dating three people in the same family. Oh, wow. I was like, everybody went, what? <laughs> <laughs> they went, what? And they like, well, how are you judging this man in it? Well, mama said that he turned, on, she, he turned on her. He was defending mama like he stood up there all holy. Isn't that a mess? But it was worse than that. And so I, I finally had them to all kind of say what they were doing. And by the end of the saying, they started telling mama, yeah, mama, you, like, you are what he said you are. They started speaking up to mama automatically then. And they couldn't believe that they were afraid to tell the mother the truth about what she had done to them. Isn't that amazing? They had joined the army with the mother and they were all guilty. And that's what anger does. Angry people cannot stand alone. They will find another angry army to join. Even if it's just another one person army. Because the ego cannot stand being in the light. It doesn't want you to see it. But it was a real mess. But it was interesting because some of the people woke up to what was going on. They apologized to the brother and the mama didn't know what to do with it. The mama, I don't know what's going to happen with her. Maybe she'll get saved. Maybe she won't. But it was a real mess. You got to admit, at least to yourself, that you have this anger and that anger is evil, but it's not you. It seems like you, but it's not. You have identified with the devil because no one told you growing up. It's not you. Don't be angry. It's the devil that made a home in you. Those are not your thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time. Except for practical thoughts of eating and drinking, driving a car or whatever, right? But all thoughts are all lies and they run deep. And they only run deep because you truly think that you're creating thought. And, and as you were saying, you think that with the, other, the people that you run into, they are angry. They think they are creating those thoughts. And I'm like, okay, so tell me how you create it. They can never tell you how they did it, but they believe that they have. You are not your thought. You want to, you want to get to a point in life, and you can, where you have no thoughts at all. If you want to be free, you got to be free of thoughts. Because in all honesty, in all honesty, you have no problems, zero problems. Your problem is not with your son, it's with you. Because you won't get out of the darkness of the imagination. And, and, and people find so many ways to get into thoughts. They'll create a problem and then they'll complain about the problem. I know people who love to work hard and they'll create a mess for themselves at work. And then at the end of the day, they tell everybody, oh, I'm so tired. I worked so hard today. 
I just, the world is a mess. I had to work so hard. But when you really look at it, they intentionally, unconsciously created the mess so they can complain about the mess. And they love to tell everybody about the problem they have, the mess that they're having. Isn't that something? The ego is a mess. It'll create situations to complain about. And they'll go on and on and on about it. It's all in the thoughts. You're not your thoughts. That's why you got that exercise about keeping the body with the mind is so important. Because you don't see how Satan is often causing you to drift away from reality, from the present of God. Any questions about that? I want to get to the, the old biblical question then. Um, what was the biblical question? Do you ever abandon yourself? Oh, okay. The old one, right? Yeah, do you ever abandon yourself? That was last week's biblical question. Do you ever abandon yourself? Uh, do you ever abandon yourself? Uh, yes, I actually heard that question and I thought about it. Um, I think I do all the time. Every time I'm not present and every time I get in my thoughts, I feel like I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm unconscious pretty much. So I feel like that would be abandoning myself. That's what I think at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, do you abandon yourself? Do you ever abandon yourself? <laughs> I laugh because, well, Nick asked me why I'm laughing. I laugh because... <laughs> I could take this to be like in a good way or in a bad way to abandon yourself. So I suppose that either way I take it, the answer I think is yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the bad way of abandoning myself would be like to drift away into like my imagination, which I do all the time. And then I suppose... And then the good way of abandoning myself would be to um, not be quite so into self, like this uh, selfishness, a selfish way of living. So it's a bad way and a good way? What's a good way Because I don't know what you mean by the question. Oh. What it me- I don't know what it means to abandon yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, how about you, Doug? You ever abandon yourself? <clears throat> this thought, this uh, question has crossed my mind all, off and on all week, and I don't. It's hard. It's hard to, for me to answer it right now because, on one hand, I think about the way the young lady thought about it. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think like I didn't. I, I didn't cause any of those thoughts for me to go drift away. So how could I? I wish you guys could have seen that meeting the other day, uh, Saturday. It was a mess. It really was, but it was good when it start. Each individual started seeing that they were guilty too, and they had no right to judge their brother. The beauty that came into that room, except for the mom, I think, it was amazing to see the truth come in like that. It is weird that people can do that in life. They can see everybody else, but not themselves. That's mind blowing to me. But I understand it. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Doug. So to sum it all up, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I, I, really, I really don't know how to answer it. How about you, Frankie? I think it, uh, for me it means uh, betraying. No, let me ask her, do you ever abandon yourself? Yes, I've done that. 
And what does it mean to abandon yourself? It means, uh, for me, it means uh, to betray myself, you know, get too excited or get angry and deal with the situation in the wrong way uh, with emotion or anger. I betrayed myself. Okay. Amazing. Um, yes, sir. Do you ever abandon yourself? I saw your hand, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I believe every time we don't keep our mind where our body is, we're abandoning ourselves. But then I thought about it more, and I realized that when you stay aware and you keep your mind where your body is, you realize there is no you to abandon. And so do you ever abandon yourself? <laughs> In a day yes. now, you do abandon yourself? Yes. And how do you know? What well, does it mean for you to abandon yourself? No, no, the answer is no. <laughs> Because there's no, there's you no don't me. don't abandon yourself? There's no me. There's nothing to abandon. Oh. <laughs> well, why are you laughing so hard? Do you believe it? I don't know. Try to convince myself. <laughs> How about you? Do you ever abandon yourself? Quite frequently, I do. And yes. how do you know you do? Um, when I get caught up in my ego, which is not myself, really. And I've done that a lot in my past. So, yeah, when I get angry, I've abandoned myself. So, quite oh, okay. frequently, yes. It's uh, not as often uh, now, but I have, yes. Nice. Okay. How about you? Do you ever abandon yourself? Yeah, way too much. Um, all the time, you know. And how do you do that? Caving into my thoughts, you know, acting on... Emotions, guilt, shame, things like that, not really anger. Um, that, that would be it, literally. The, the mind, the thoughts, and then doing actions that are against what I would normally do oh, okay. if I didn't have those emotions. No. How about you? Do you ever, as if we don't know, do you ever abandon yourself? <laughs> uh, obviously, yes. Um, but I'm not and How perf- do you do that? Because I'm not perfect. How do you abandon yourself? By giving in to uh, negative actions and feelings. Okay. Right, and uh, which gets me in trouble. And, of course, opening my mouth at work when I shouldn't be opening my mouth. Keep it zip. <laughs> keep it. I mean, zip it, buddy. Okay. Right, you know, it's like, you know, you're like this old saying goes, you're a master of what you don't say in a slave to what you do say. And why do you keep doing the same thing over and over? Because I'm a retard. Because you're retarded? Yeah, I'm retarded. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm retarded. Yeah. Even though I'm an old Anyone guy. Anyone that has anger is retarded. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Whether you meant that or not, but you're right. Well, I meant it. I meant yeah. it. You know, it's like, you know, it's like I look at my actions. I'm going, that guy's a retard. Yeah. Right? I mean, that guy is me I'm talking about. Right. Okay. Right? You know, and I'm thinking... But that's why I ask for feedback, because I'm not perfect. And if I had all the answers, I wouldn't ask for feedback. And right. if I was super wise, I wouldn't ask for feedback. If I was super wise, I wouldn't text people asking for advice. 
I ask because I'm not perfect, I'm flawed, and I'm trying to find answers. And, and if not, I had all the answers, I wouldn't be asking people in the audience or whatever, and you're or not, asking you. And you're not doing the silent prayer. And I'm not fully doing the silent prayer. You know, on a, every day and every so day. So you're not doing it. I'm not doing it. You're yeah. right. Amazing. Right. How about you? But I'm flawed. What? I'm a flawed human being. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm not quite sure what you mean. Do you have abandoned yourself? I'm not quite sure what you mean by the question, so let me say I don't know, and then just say a bunch of stuff that's like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't make sense to me because... It doesn't make sense? To the idea of abandoning yourself. I what mean. doesn't make sense? The idea of abandoning yourself. Oh. Because it's almost like saying, like, you know, sometimes you've said, oh, nobody wakes up to have a bad day or wakes up to ruin their life. Right. I don't know why I would ever abandon myself. It just doesn't quite make sense. So, it's, But you don't know if you do or not. <laughs> Did you say that? No, I said I don't, know, I don't quite understand the, what you mean by abandon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But you just know you don't wake up every day deciding to, to abandon myself. To, right. That doesn't quite make sense to me. And so why do you do it? Uh, I don't know if I do. Oh. I'm not quite sure about that. But I really relate to um, just forgetting or when you forget. When you forget, when you're not aware in your thoughts. Uh, I relate to that being an abandonment, a sort of an abandonment. Oh, okay. Um, are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Every morning, every night? Yes. You st- every morning, every night? Yes. And have you been practicing keeping the mind with the body? Absolutely. How's that going for you? Incredible. Uh, well, you know, because I've been coming to bond and all that, it's kind of something I've been trying to do. It's just right. really cool, the assignment you put it. It's so concise. Mind where your body is. Awesome. Yeah. But it's, I, I'm, it showed me that I can let, when I'm there, where my, where my mind is, where my body is, I can let go of anything. Yeah. And I, I would trip about it because I would like, uh, the Satan would use the word against me, and he'd be like, "Oh, you could uh, of yourself, you could do nothing," <laughs> and so I, I had to stay there. <laughs> but actually, I can let go of anything, and I, I can let go of what people may think about me, what they don't think about me. I could I let go of anything. I yeah. had some more examples, some better ones. When you keep the mind with the body, exactly, you can let go of everything. Everything. Yeah, amazing. Yes. And then you have something there? Yeah. Okay. So you can betray, you betray a friend uh, by lying, cheating, <clears throat> stealing, and you lose that trust with that person, with that, that person. You lose trust, <clears throat> and it's very difficult to get it when you get it, when, when that happens. And uh, you can lose trust in yourself. If you lose trust with someone... Yeah. It's because you never had it. Okay, whatever that person, it is. The person, whether it's husband, wife, brother, yeah. sister, mama, daddy, co-worker, that person pretended that they trusted you because they wanted something from you. Okay. They, you never had. So you never lost something you never had. It's just an example. I'm telling you what. Yeah, I just want to clear it up trust. because a lot of people think, yeah. even in marriages, Yeah. Uh, the the husband or wife would say, "Well, I don't trust her no more. I can never get it back. I'm never. You got to prove yourself, right? Yeah. But when you really, really look at it and you talk to them, they never did trust anyone. It was an ego relationship. They wanted something from you, and when they didn't get it, that when it, it, it flipped. 
to a fake from a fake love or fake trust to now the angry trust. I don't trust you. Human beings don't trust. What the? Yeah, you know, just like an. Have y'all noticed that? There ain't no trust. Listen to what the mama did with her own children by building an armor against the one that stood up. You never expect your mama to do that to you or your siblings to turn on you like that just because somebody called them and said something crazy like that. They never trust. So don't be deceived. Okay. It's just like an employee who comes in late, you know, continuously and things like that. You kind of lose your trust for that. Or I can't depend on you for that. And with the individual, it's, it's more like uh, things in that person's, you, you betray yourself. People yeah. betray themselves by doing things against their own, um, you know, best interests. And, you know, parents try to teach their children, hey, listen, don't do that. It's not good for you. Those friends are not good for you. See, th those friends will betray you. And so it's the same thing. You'll betray yourself by uh, doing things, you know, getting into drugs and alcohol, things like that. Uh, Is this about abandoning your mind? I mean, abandoning yourself? Yeah, because uh, you abandon yourself to those things. And what does it's it like mean to abandon you? So do you abandon yourself? I've done that in the past. And yes. What does it mean to abandon yourself? When I did things against my own will, you know, when I, you know, uh, stayed up too late last night. That's abandoning yourself? Yeah. Oh. You know, going against my own will. That's, that's okay. my thinking. Nice. Uh, yes, hey, and then here. Uh, you had a second part of the assignment last week, and I want to make sure that you get What was the it. second part? You called it self-comments. Like when you get a thought, you're supposed to say, who gave me that thought? Oh, yeah. Have y'all been doing that? Like when you're driving down the road or you're just in the house and you're alone and the, and the mind tell you something, like it'll remind you of the past or the future. <clears throat> did, did you say this week, who just told me that? I, I, I didn't think to say that. Did anybody do that? Y'all did that? No, you did. What was it like for you? Did you do a hake? Remember the assignment, folks, I said when something talked to you, remind you of something, just say out loud, who just told me that? I, I wasn't thinking of that. I didn't say that. But you heard the voice. Did you do it? I, I forgot all about it until Friday came. <clears throat> and I made, <coughs> excuse me, and I had to make a clip for a church. And I remember, oh, yeah, there was like an, an assignment. And so, like, I re-listened to it. And you also said, that when a feeling comes after the thought, also say, that's not me feeling that. Yeah. That's not my feeling. Because I guess that feeling came from a thought which wasn't yours. You cannot have the feelings unless you have a thought. Everything starts with a thought first. Impossible. You know, when they say gun violence, right? I talked about on the radio. It ain't no gun violence. If people violence, the gun has no life. The gun would just lay there <clears throat> until someone pick it up. After the idiot of thought, I'm going to go out and kill somebody because they mistreated me. It's the people violence, not the gun violence. But they say gun violence because they want to take away your gun, so they, they blame it on the gun instead of the people. 
And some people go around believing it, too. It's crazy. But anyway. Yeah, I did it on Saturday one time. And how did it go? It was interesting because <coughs> um, I don't really understand the idea that there is no you. Except I get that you're not really supposed to live for yourself or for having all this fun or to uh, make yourself feel better or whatever. Yeah. So, like, that is a little bit freeing to uh, just, like, what you say, do what's in front of you, do what's right, and not be so into what's best for me or what's going to turn out the best or whatever. Yeah. So when you get the thought and you would say, well, I didn't, who just said that to me? What, what, what did you think about that? Um, at first, well, I'll say when I first heard it, I didn't really want to do it because it feels like, like artificial, <laughs> like I'm just talking to myself or something. And I kind of realized that I uh, have kind of a dumb, <coughs> excuse me, sort of uh, way of doing stuff without understanding, having understanding behind it. Yeah. Like I take on a, I take on an idea about how I'm supposed to be and chase that from my head and it and it turns out being crazy. That's right. And I realize that you, it, it is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so I did it one time, thinking about like getting in touch with old old friends, and how you always say afterwards, you're like, "Why did I get in touch with that person?" Have you noticed that the devil made you think about calling somebody? And you didn't think about calling that person. And then when you give in to it and you make a call, you don't have nothing to talk about. It was like a waste of time. And you're like, why did I even call this person? And then you might get into some commitment that you don't want to be in. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. It can take your life. This type of thing takes your life in totally the wrong way for your whole life. That's deep. See why you should be questioning that? Who is that? I didn't say that. Because the devil makes you get into one thing, and one thing leads to another thing and another thing. And you're right. It'll make you make commitments you don't even want to make. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm glad you called. You want to go out next week? And and you're too weak to say no. Uh, I I don't know. I'll let you know. Now you're committed to letting them know. (laughs) Rather than just saying no. Because you're too weak to tell, like, oh, you're going to hurt their feelings. You haven't spoken to them in a while. It's Thanksgiving, uh, blah, blah, blah. And now you're stuck in the middle with that. What a mess, huh? Nice, Hank. Yes. I wanted to add to that. I, I noticed how it's funny how when you're thinking that, okay, like, for example, knowing the truth, you're thinking about these things and trying to do it yourself. Yeah. That... Um, 
you end up bringing on more on yourself that you weren't ready you for, really and all those things, and you have this ego about yourself thinking, oh, I'm this and that, I'm this strong person who can, but really you're supposed to be going through it a little bit more naturally, yeah. and on the way you'll get those things, and yeah. or whatever it is you're missing, so it's pretty. So did you, when the devil spoke to you between last Sunday and today, did you ask, who was that, just told me that? Let me be, you know, quite honestly, I took it quite seriously well before Nice. You know, this assignment about the thoughts thing. Yeah. And maybe I should take it even more seriously because I still listen sometimes. But I don't know. I've been saying that to, to myself, like, who's, who's saying those things right. for a while now? And he sounds like you. It sounds like you. talk about dumb things, too. It's not always, like, serious. Right. <laughs> oh, amazing. Did you do it? Uh, and then right here after that. Yeah, I, yeah, I did it. Did you say, who said that to me? Thanks for handing it to me without a... He handed it to me that way. It wasn't that easy because at first it was hard for me to kind of recognize that it was talking to me. It was hard for you to recognize that it... Uh-huh. So you, you thought you were talking to you? I guess so. I I won't say that... It, I just... What does it you mean know, you, you're like me? you're in... It's like you're immersed in something and you don't even it, it it doesn't affect you until maybe some pain comes yeah and you don't know it until some pain comes you don't realize how dumb it was until pain comes it's kind of like that i didn't i didn't recognize that it was babbling to me and then eventually i did recognize it and i was like who is that and it vanished immediately yeah but Absolutely. but it, yeah I can't say that I, I did it a lot because at first I didn't even realize I was doing it. One thing I want y'all to know out there and here that you got to work on yourself. Faith without work is dead. This is hard work. You really got to work on yourself. You just can't uh, go down to the front of the church and accept Jesus and thinking that's all to it. Oh, I believe Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And he rode, he died, he rode now free, and everybody applaud and hoop and holler, praise the Lord, she's saved, or he saved. That ain't it. That will not work, has not worked, and never will work. This is what you got to do. You got to work on yourself and not and just work on yourself. Don't give up on it. And it's hard work. But don't complain that it's hard. It's only hard because you've identified with it for so many years thinking that it was you. But if you knew it wasn't you, you'd be done with it just like that. But you got to work on it. It ain't this easy way the church has been telling you. That's why it's not getting better. Things are only getting worse. But go ahead, Doug. Just to add to that, there's a lot of times where I may think I understand something and kind of do it based off what I think. Yeah. And I don't, or it makes sense, but I just don't understand it. Something like that. And I'll just run with that. Kind of like what, what Hake said. Yeah. So a lot of the time I just been, there's been times where I just been kind of realizing that, like, I don't know. And that's okay. Right. But before it's like, you, I don't know. Are you crazy? Yeah. I know everything. But I just I just been noticing that about myself, like 
I heard something, it's, it's written in the Word, the Bible, or anything like that, and you kind of learn to believe it, yeah. but, it but you don't know how to do it. It's just intellectual belief, it's just intellectual, which yeah. is of the devil, and nothing would change with intellectual. It's just knowledge. And people hold on to the knowledge thinking they have it because the devil keep repeating the knowledge of the Word. The devil quote the Bible to you, too, and make you think you got it, and then you're running around telling other people, quote the Bible to other people, and don't have it either. Ain't nothing changed. You still have the same old nature. But you know the Word. You know the Word. In the beginning, it was the Word. It's all not, or you can learn about the stuff we taught here. You can learn that intellectually, and the devil will repeat it to you, and you think you got it, and then you'll go and tell somebody else about it and feel good about telling someone about it because feel like you're smart. Although people think that you're smart, you get ego feeling from that. That's why you should wait until it's the right time to speak up, to speak the truth, and don't just pounce on people with it. But isn't it interesting there's something else other than you? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's amazing. And just think, we've been living with that all this time, thinking that it's us. We've been afraid. We've been shy. We've been uh, anxious. We've been depressed and taking medication. This, uh, us, this report of this man that did the shooting, accused killer shooting at Walmart somewhere. Was it Walmart? He was a boss there or something. And I don't know how true the report is, but they say he did it because the, uh, I think, I may have it wrong, so it's just allegedly. The other employees didn't like the way he looked or something or was teasing him about something, right? They called him Jeffrey Dahmer. They called him Jeffrey Dahmer? His coworkers, and he didn't like that. And so he decided, a thought decided to pick up a gun and allegedly kill all the, as many employees because they had an opinion about you. That come from a thought. The gun didn't do that on its own. That wasn't gun violence. That was evil. That dwells in that man for doing that. He believed a lie. That's why I said every human being with anger is two hoops and a holler from Jeffrey Dahmer. Don't ever say you would never do nothing like that. You would. I bet if I ask, how, how many people here would go and kill the employees? No, I wouldn't do that. Yes, you would. If you had anger, you would do it. Really, you would do it. Because anger is evil. It can't be trusted. Everybody trusts anger. They trust the thoughts. But anyway, go ahead. Just to add to something else you said about they want to take the gun. Yeah. It wasn't too long ago I heard about some guy stabbing a few people. And, he, you know, he just went through, stabbed them, and you barely hear anything about it. Like, yeah. they're not going to take knives away. But you could do so much more damage with a knife in They'll take the knives time. after they die with the guns. Yeah. They will Maybe. go for that, too. Absolutely. Is this interesting? Just helping a little bit about the thoughts and thing? Yes. Let me take here first. And so two things now. Did you do the mind with the body thing? Kept yeah. the mind with the body? I tried to. You tried to? What happened? Um, it's just a constant reminder that, um, that I am distracted. Like I think last week you asked um, everybody here, like, do you see your own evil or something like yeah. that? And for me, I wanted to say yes because... The, how I see it, my my evil is my like restlessness, yeah. like not 
not being like distracted or not being present and to me that's like because stillness is the highest form of prayer being still being with your body it, the distraction for me how easily it can drift and maybe yeah. not not think about the past or the future but it's something else it could it's like nothing even when you have what seemed like you know Doug was talking about and James was talking about the bad thoughts thing right? even when you have those thoughts that bring fun memories of somebody or something you know, you remember 200 years ago when you ran out of the road and the cows didn't run over you. <laughs> and that's like a fun memory how you got away from the cows. That's evil too, because that comes from the thought. And that fun memory will cause you to forget to be present. And the moment you forget, the devil gives you something negative to think about. So even with the fun memories of people, places, things, you have to let those pass too because that's straight out of hell as well. You have to let them go. It's a setup. And it makes you feel good and you're smiling and, it, and you have memories of people and you want to get back with them or whatever. Oh, let me go over and see Mama now. I remember when Mama baked the upside-down cake. It was so good. Let me call Mama. You end up want to cuss Mama out by the time the call is over. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Fun memories are not from God either. They're from the devil. Feel good, feel bad. Oh, and I'll get to you in a minute. And here, yes. Yeah, so it's just that. It's just the, the little distractions, the, the not being present. I might not necessarily like, react in a way like call, call somebody or reach out like that, but yeah. it's, it's the not being able to just like chill and relax. It's yes. doing constant little things and... That, to me, is my own little version of, of how I see evil because it's not allowing for me to be like still. So it's just right interesting on. to see that. I want to just encourage you, when you with this body-mind thing, when you do have those moments of nothing, no time, no nothing, no worries, you let that moment last as long as possible because that's the moment you're accepting the truth. The truth, the, the truth is trying to catch up with you. That's the whole purpose of doing the silent prayer so you can calm down where the truth can catch up with you and change your life. You got to don't run away from those moments because you're running away from the truth. You're running away from love. You're running away from God. So when you do have that nothing moment, relax. Don't, don't say, oh, no, this doesn't feel right. I need to be thinking about something. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. The devil wants you thinking about something. Go ahead. That's it about that. And then to you do the other one? Um, when the devil talked to you, like, that wasn't me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did not? No, but there was, like, almost, I didn't because it almost was, like, a, there was, like, a resistance to do it. Like, I, I could catch things and I could see them, but to then do the next step of questioning that and then in my own head, yeah. like, responding to it felt, in how I catch my own thoughts, it felt a little bit abnormal to how I normally, when I see them coming, how yeah. I do it is I kind of just sit with it. I don't question it i considered it and look at it but to then question like well and why is there a resistance to questioning it i'm not sure why there's a resistance the devil doesn't want you to yeah you got to work at this you got to keep your eyes on him he doesn't want that he really doesn't want that that's why he went oh you don't feel like saying what was that (laughs) who said that to you that's silly don't say that well the thing is i can see it though right i can see it it's so and i know that it's it's not me like if it I didn't have, if I had a reaction, I know that that reaction isn't me. Like, all these things I know. Yeah. Um, 
so when I have a reaction, if I do, I just sit with it and I look at it, really. Nice. Yeah, but call the devil out sometime. It doesn't hurt. He doesn't want to be called out. It's not you. And that helps you to remember when thoughts do come, you find yourself letting them go quicker because you realize you're in a thought. You really will. Yes. Uh, let me take Franklin first and then he had his hand. Any questions about this? Any of this? Okay. So what I notice about myself uh, <laughs> is I try to practice stillness throughout the day, uh, no matter what and when, where. Um, sometimes I just stop for a minute, and, and when I would stop, I would see, wow, what am I doing? Um, um, I just forgot the question you asked. Did you question the devil this week from last Sunday to today? When oh. he would talk to you, did you yeah. like, oh, that wasn't me. Did you try that? Because I, I do. And because did you I. you try that from last Sunday to this Sunday? Yes. And what did you realize from it? That uh, it's so easy for me to get, you know, drawn in. Yeah. And so easy for me to go down this pathway. And, and you know, the only thing that's freeing for me is when I'm able to be still and I can back up. It's like some a wise person telling me, uh, don't do that. Don't go there. Sit down and be quiet. And once once I do that, then it's like, okay, I'm on the path again. But it's so easy, that voice in my head, you know, uh, yeah. that thing that I got to do. So I'm being led to, <clears throat> to do that. Nice. Against my own will. The one so. thing I do want you to know is the more you work on this, work on it, stay with it, be aware of the thoughts and emotions, eventually the emotions start to change too. You're not going to be as shocked with things or you're not going to be as happy with things or unhappy. They will change because the mind is being renewed, is being cleared up of all the darkness. That will happen to you. You won't be as emotional. Yes, Nick. Did you have your hand? Is it true that the truth hurts? <laughs> no, I had a different question, but I've answered it. I'm set. You can move on. Oh, okay. Amazing. Um, did you try to, the one where it says, question, you know, like, when the devil talked to you, asked who that, that wasn't me. Did you do that? Um, yeah, I was doing that before the assignment. I've yeah. been doing it. I remember early on when I first started doing the silent prayer and, um, these thoughts started coming in my head when I was struggling. In the beginning, I was struggling with the silent prayer. And these thoughts started coming in my head about uh, things that I did in the past and uh, um, stupid decisions and how stupid I was. And in the middle of it, I'm like, why would I call myself stupid? Why would I feel that yeah. that whatever emotion I was feeling about, like feeling guilty or whatever it was? And I'm like, that's not me. And around the same time, that's when I realized for myself, I started to understand for myself that all thoughts are lies. So ever since then, I'm like, ever since I realized in that moment that that wasn't me, I was awakened to it. I was conscious of it. So I've been practicing that ever since. Amazing. And do you ever abandon yourself? That, I'm not really sure I understand the question fully, but I would lean more towards yes, 
Um, and what does it mean to abandon yourself? For me, I would think it would uh, be just living in my imagination and being unconscious. Living in the imagination and being unconscious. Because that's, that's not the true self. Oh, okay. And so you th- you're saying living in your imagination is abandoning yourself? Abandoning my true self. Because living in my imagination is the not me. Okay. Yeah. Also, um, I just wanted to say how this um, Thanksgiving, I cooked this Thanksgiving, and I cooked last Thanksgiving. And at the end of the day, from this Thanksgiving... I reflected back on last Thanksgiving and how tense I was in the kitchen, how much anger, I guess it would be anger because I was like running on a time. I was like, I got to get this done. And I was trying to get the recipes right. And I was like, my feet was hurting. I was standing all day. I was sweating. It was hot in the kitchen. And then this year, it just went so smooth, like everything. And I was reflected on, I was like, wow, what a difference. And um, I made macaroni and cheese both last year, and it just came out. I didn't like the way it came out. It was horrible. And this year I made the same recipe, and it came out like a black person cooked it. Nice. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. That's good. I have one more question, though. When you were saying about the meeting uh, with the family, and by the end of it. I wish I could share that, but I can't because it's private meeting. Some of y'all know some of the folks. Some of you didn't know. But it was deep. And it was just, it was amazing to most of the people sitting there when everybody started opening up about their mess. And they were all realized they were judging their brother because the mother had called and complained about him. And they thought that they were better than the brother. They thought they were better than the brother. And they didn't realize how awful they were. And they they were shocked. Some of them were shocked at what others were doing, too. They couldn't believe it. (laughs) They were like, what the? But... You got to keep your eye on yourself because the devil, everyone is born into a mess. Every human being. And the devil makes you think that you're better and you're not. That's why God said, let you with, uh, without sin cast the first, first stone. stone. Some people have truckloads of stone to cast. I mean, to unload. <laughs> but anyway, so, it was an amazing meeting. Um, when you said that the mom... When she built the army, and then everybody start mess start coming out. All How she- angry people join armies. Did you know that they got to find somebody to be ang- as angry to, so they can have an army. Angry people look for angry people to validate their anger, and angry people are too happy to welcome you because they need someone to help validate theirs. It's all evil. What a game, huh? <laughs> anyway, How sorry did- about interrupting. How does she act when? her own army started going back on her when you said that they st- all their myths started coming out and they started looking at mama like yeah you did you was like she wanted to jump out of a window somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> really I, if I had been emotional I would have felt sorry for her <laughs> really because she's finally getting the other children who have not been able to speak up to her to finally speak up and she had not handled that me plus it's Thanksgiving weekend mama did all this cooking <laughs> you don't go against mama. You wish it mama on Thanksgiving. But it's like she wanted to jump out a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked at her and, and she was just, you can see, I don't know what's going to happen after now, but it was interesting. She, her army is gone now. Her army is gone. <laughs> because once you truly wake up, you cannot, not intellectually, intellectual people are still asleep. They're not awake. So they can go back to anger just like that. 
But once you wake up spiritually, you can't go back to it. Mama would never have the same relationship with those, those kids that woke up. You're right about that. And she's going to try, but it won't work unless she wake up. Unless she wake up. Yeah, unless she wakes up. Okay, yes. So, so this week on Monday, I had a, a similar situation to this young lady here, you know, cooking a turkey on uh, Thursday. I had something that I was cooking and been working on for the past uh, three months, and crunch time came. It was You've been cooking your turkey for three months? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That must be one of those African turkeys. Yeah. It must have been dry. And so I had, <laughs> it was. And, you know, uh, that crunch time came. It was 10 a.m. on Monday, and it was extreme pressure. I had a crew working for me, and the, there was an inspector that was supposed to come and check out my place. And uh, my worker, I'm working hand-in-hand with my worker, and he's shaking. And he's, he's under pressure, and he's making mistakes, because when you're under pressure, you're making mistakes. Yeah. And so because I was calm, and I said, you know what, whatever happens... Whatever happens, it's going to be good. It's going to, it's going to work out okay. You know, his will be done. And so I had that presence, and so I, had, I went ahead and spoke peace to the household. I said, hey, listen, calm down, relax. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. No matter what happens, it's going to be okay. And um, it's almost just like coming in late. You came at the right time. You missed an accident. You know, you came at the right time. Right. And that's exactly what happened to me on a Monday. The turkey ended up being okay. Amazing. It wasn't dry. It was nice. moist. And it was perfect. And it, it wasn't because of my fear and my anger and all that kind of stuff that didn't drive me. But my calmness and my stillness led me. And nice. so um, about being still and calm in all things is, is so important. Yeah. Especially when you're under pressure. I, um, I wrote down something that I realized yesterday, I think, someday, about thoughts. I noticed that, and I wrote it down so I don't forget to tell you. Oh, I noticed that thoughts always try to create an opposite. You know, it'll give you one thing to think about, then it'll create something else. While you're thinking about this one thing it gave you. It'll create another situation or something else that you have to look at or go to. And when you believe that, while you're looking at that, it creates another. It either creates something from the past or something from the future. It will not let you just have one idea. Anybody ever knows that about thoughts? It won't let you. It won't just say, oh, uh, you got drunk last night. It'll bring that to your attention and it won't leave it like that. You got drunk last night, and why are you thinking about that? It'll tell you, and you said this, or you did that. Now you got to worry about what did I say or what did I do? And why are you thinking about what did I say or what did I do? It give you something else. It give you another so-called answer to the solution. Have you noticed that it always creates a past or a future? It, 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 it never can stay in the present because that's what God is. Time, the devil is of time, and God is of the present. And when you get become more acquainted with the not you, you're going to see that the thoughts are always creating a time, a future, or a past. Anybody notice that? Go ahead. Yeah. I'll just say, yeah, I noticed that. 
And can, what, can I add a little yeah, bit? Yeah. I noticed the thoughts, they argue both sides. Yes. They, it knows every argument, it argues both sides. And it makes you think, one or you know, trying to make you go with one or the other. But it's both the devil. And, 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 it, both, keeps, and it works on you, it works on you, it adds and adds and adds. And now you have a mountain of things they got to deal with, which is all yes. Pay attention to that. Thoughts are never present. They always give you a past or a future. God is always present. The answer is just there. It's one. It's whole. There's nothing else to think about. It's done. But the devil gives you thoughts that sound like in you, and there's something you got to resolve, something you ought to do, or something else you need to be thinking about. That's past and future. That's not of God. So pay attention to thoughts. They are wicked. It's like the young man was saying about all this when he needed to apologize to his son. The devil said, call up May May, call up Lele, see what the church members think, do this and do that. Because the devil didn't want him to see, yes, I should have never done that. I was wrong. I will apologize. But it giving him all these people to contact and these texts to put out there because it didn't want you to see the truth. I was wrong. That's all you need to know and apologize. And that's why I had you doing all this looking around your stuff. Yes. I just want to, uh, on the thought thing, um, it's crazy. A little story. I, um, I was driving and all of a sudden traffic came to halt, right? And so I, in, in my mind, my thoughts started telling me, all right, you hit the car. The police are coming. <laughs> the ambulances are here. Yeah. Like all of this in like a second, all yeah. of that was going on in my head. And literally my wheel turned left. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I think the present me must have turned left while my thoughts were going. Yeah. There was no traffic coming on the left side. I didn't look. I just turned left and avoided the whole situation. But in my head, I saw me hit the car. I saw the police. I saw the ambulance. I saw everything happen. And it was all lies. Yeah. It was li- literally all lies. Absolutely. So, Oh, it's just crazy. That's yeah. a very good point. I, I remember recently I was on the freeway, and there was a traffic jam there for a minute, right? And right away the thought was telling me, get off the freeway. This is going to hold you up for hours. and Or try to look ahead to see how far it go. Right away the thought started talking to me, right? But this time I didn't trust them. I just stayed on the freeway. And a few cars down, the road was empty. It was just clear highway. I could have gotten off and gotten into another situation. But I didn't listen to the thought. Are y'all getting that the thoughts are evil? And, and uh, is this making sense to you? Uh, yeah, it is. I've always been, you know, I've always, uh, to me, it's always hold, hold every thought captive. That's how I, I go about it, even though I know, you know, I always hear all thoughts are lies. But to me, it's just less, um, I guess, less cumbersome to... Just go with hold every, hold every thought captive. And, and holding captive means don't hold on to it, mm-hmm. but let it go. Don't, don't believe into it. Right, exactly. No matter what. Mm-hmm. No thoughts. Except, you know, you go to work. Once you're at work, you don't need to be thinking about going to work. You're at work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember when I, uh, <clears throat> when I forgave my dad. You know, we were talking about this church and stuff, and I was talking about, like, thoughts and how they can deceive you or, you know, lift you up, take yeah. you down and... And he was like, uh, he was like, well, what if I if I if I decide to get up and go to the bathroom? Is that good or bad? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that question is so dumb. Yeah. You go to the bathroom. Yeah, go, what the? So, you should tell him that's a Satan question itself. <laughs> yeah. So I just keep it as I just 
Yeah. Hold, hold things captive and that's Absolutely. I, keep it simple. I want you to pay attention to this because you got to work on this. You got to be aware of what's going on, right? So you can overcome it. I want you to know that you are not guilty of anything. You have never done anything wrong in your whole life. There's no reason to be feeling guilty. That's not God judging you. It's Satan judging you. And it sounds like you're judging you. And all you're doing is setting yourself up to get deeper into darkness, repeated or even worse situation. You are not guilty of anything. You have no problem. When you live in that present that we've been talking about, you see that you have no problem at all. None. Zero problems. That you never had any. And everything that has happened has never happened to you. It happened to the false you, the one that you thought were you, but it was never to you. It's just you have identified with the wrong thing. You identify with the ego thinking that it's you. The thoughts and feelings are not you. And when you abandon yourself, anytime you look outside for the answer, you abandon yourself. So it sounds like a contradiction. I said there is no you. You'll see what I mean about the real you. This idea that you think is you is not you at all. And so the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And everything we are, every answer that we're looking for, everything we need to know is already there. And whenever you abandon and look outside and try to find someone that's stronger than you or someone that this or that, you are abandoning yourself. But if you can be quiet and just observe and go through it, you can never abandon yourself. It will be impossible. The answer is inside. And every human being has it. Most human beings will not come back to it because they have identified with the thoughts and the feelings, the anger, the feel goods, and the things like that. And they have been taught to look outside for the answers. They are not on the outside of you. They are on the inside. The kingdom of heaven God's love, his nature, his everything is with us already. But you got to stop looking outside and stop looking in the imagination. In reality, we're already free. We just don't know it because we believe the lie. We don't need to be looking for love. Nobody has it to give. We don't need to be worried about anything. No such thing as worry. You're in your mind. You don't need to be shy and putting people and things on a pedestal. And I noticed that because I've been paying attention, the, the devil, there's always a, 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 a right and a wrong, a, a yes and a no, a, a this and a that, a day and a night. That's evil. That's not of God. Because the devil has two sides to everything. You, you compare yourself to a rich person. Now you feel poor. When you, when you hear that uh, the guy from Twitter have more money than anybody else in the world, is that the guy, right? Uh, what's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk has more money than any, anybody else in the world. Yeah. Uh, right? Is that true? That's what Google says, but. More than the, the, uh, uh, the folks from uh, the oil people over there, wherever they come from. So now you feel poor. How did he get that? I got to work for that. I got to get more money. I'm poor. Growing up in Alabama, we had outside toilet. So we had to use the bathroom outdoors. 
And at night, we had a little pot in the house to use, so we didn't have to go outside. And we lived in a tin-roof house, uh, a wood house. We didn't even lock the door when we left home, right? Because crime wasn't happening. I never thought of myself as being poor until I moved to L.A. And people started telling, the blacks were telling us that the blacks grew up poor. And I'm like, poor compared to who? I never went hungry. I never went without anything that I'm aware of. And but the devil make you compare yourself to others. Oh, look at that person. Look at that woman. She's walking around half naked online and she's making buku money. You know, the women be shaking and doing all that stuff. <laughs> Most people are lying. They're there for vainglory anyway. And they'll destroy you trying to make money. But uh, and then the devil tell you, oh, you're a pretty young lady. Take off your clothes. Get a camera. You can make buku money. And if you're not paying attention, you'll take your clothes off and be online shaking your butt just for the money. People think you're crazy. And they're using you for all, their own gratification. You got to watch the devil. He's of the thoughts. All thoughts are all lies. It's not you. So stop abandoning those thoughts by looking outside for the answer. They're not out there. The experts don't have it. The preachers don't have it. Uh, only thing I try to do is point you back to it within yourself. The answer is in you. It's not out there. And when these doctors and things offer you medication for spiritual, psychological issues, that ain't going to work. Why would you take medication for spiritual issues? You are possessed and you need to be still so God can take it away from you. The mind and the body. The real you is not possessed. It's the fake you that's possessed. And that's what you've been listening to. So I highly recommend, any questions about this? Would this help at all? How was it helpful for you? You said, oh, yeah. Well, you're, how has it been helpful? It's like, you've been doing this for 32 years, and uh, obviously you have so much experience, and uh, it's just like, uh, like uh, you're definitely pastor material. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of wisdom I, I get. I mean, I know it's, you know, an hour and 45 minutes, but you know, it's well worth that hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean like, but you need to just do the prayer though. You got to, so you can slow down. You're too involved in your thoughts and feelings and you, you're panicking. You're overreacting to thoughts and feelings. And once you slow down, the truth will catch up with you and it really will. And you'll find yourself dealing with situations totally different. Well, you're right. I am living in my head, which means I'm living in the past, I'm living in the future, and I don't stay in the present. Which is hell. Yes. The, the past, past is and the hell, future. and the future is hell. Yeah. 100%, I agree on that. It'll make you think about work today, about what's going to happen tomorrow, and how you should handle yourself. And you'll go to work, and the situation's not like that, and you'll create the situation. Because the devil made you believe it's happening. And so you're acting out as though it is happening. Like you're going to dread that something bad is going to happen a- at work tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, that questioning, that thing about questioning that thought just blew my mind today. I was like, okay, I'm having these really negative thoughts. I'm going, where did that come from? Yeah. That came from the devil. Yeah. I'm going, that's a crazy thought. Came from the devil. That's an insane thought. Came from the devil. 
this is a very depressive thought, came from the devil. Yeah, I'm thinking man. all these negative things. I'm going, came from the devil. I'm going, this just didn't come from Alex. This came from the devil. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. I'm living in my thoughts there, yeah. which is pure hell. Because when you think about it, it is pure hell. You're right. You, if you were in control of thoughts, all your thoughts would be refreshing and freeing and never worrying, never o- afraid and never overreact and any of those things if you were creating your own thoughts. And so just know even the ones that make you feel good, they are not coming from you either because thoughts and feelings are not natural. They are am- a- unnatural. And so just watch that, call it out. Hey, I see you, devil. I'm not falling for it this time. And eventually he'll, he'll have to depart from you. He really will have to depart, and then you'll have life. Yeah, you're right. I'm quite the spaz. Yeah. Excuse and me, it, the old language. Yeah, and it's not you. Just know it's not you. It's just seeing here and, and here, emotions. All right? Yeah. But One, uh, my goodness, you're crazy wise. Yeah. I'm just shocked at uh, how much I learn every time. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, I, I had this prejudice before about if a church service is more than an hour, it's not for me. Uh, it's not for me. And then I started coming here on a regular basis. I'm going, okay, I have this prejudice about church service being more than an hour. I'm going to hate it. It's too long. Yeah. I don't have the time or patience to listen to an hour and 45 minutes. And then I realized, hey, wait a second. Uh, I laughed like 10 times during this church service. I didn't laugh 10 times in my last Christian church at, near UCLA. It's like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is weird. How could I laugh 10 times? Yeah. I don't remember laughing. I, I goes, I never laugh at church. Well, let, that, let those thoughts go. Again, yeah. just watch. Do the silent prayer. I got to end up. Yeah, okay, okay. Go, yeah. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. One last thing I want to tell you. I saw this documentary about the Bible, about the Word, right? And some of it, I don't know if it's true or not. And so I have to say that because it was coming from some intellectuals. Some of it was at least. And the Bible, over ever since mankind, the Bible has been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten. And a lot of stuff been left out. A lot of things been put in. A lot of stuff been left out. It was very, very interesting. And I wanted to bring that up because for those who believe in the Bible, you're crazy. Really, you're crazy. You should only believe in God. And believing in God, believe in God is not even like, you just can't believe God. Have you noticed that? You go down to the front of the church and you accept Jesus and now you're supposed to just believe God. You ain't never been able to believe God. You lie to yourself and say you do, but you don't. Because if you believe God, you would believe the devil. You wouldn't be emotional. You wouldn't be jealous. You wouldn't have fear. You wouldn't have doubt. You wouldn't be afraid and anxious and all that crap. You have never believed in God. You believe about him, which is intellectual. But uh, the Bible, God said have faith in him, believe in him, and he's with us. The word is written in our heart. That's why you're able to see where I'm coming from. Is God allowing you to see that. No man can make you or cause you to see the truth. But we already know the truth. But as long as you have faith in anything else but God within and above, then you're going to be lost. Because the Bible has been rewritten and rewritten and changed. And in that Bible, they, and, and, and I don't know if it's true or not. Have anybody ever heard that Adam had two wives? 
Y'all heard that before? Oh, two, two, three people heard it. Huh? Adam. Yes, I did. You heard he had two. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. It might be. But they say his first wife really went evil and joined poison with the devil. And I guess God said, all right, let's get rid of her. (laughs) We're going to get you a nice wife. And because that came from the intellectuals, I don't know if it's true or not. But the word has been made flesh. It's in us, right? It's written in our hearts. And not the blood pumping heart in the soul of the belly. Not the blood pumping heart, right? So I want to encourage you to do the silent prayer so you can come out of the darkness of your imagination. Go and forgive. Forgive mama. Mama don't like it or daddy don't like it. If somebody don't like it, that's on them. You are responsible for yourself. And I'm sorry for resenting you. Just say that to them. And, and so that God can change your heart. Salvation is of the heart. And then the vices will be taken away from you because that's the ego nature. And you can't make yourself not do them. But the ego nation will be destroyed by the light of God. All right. So go and forgive. Do the silent prayer morning and night. Practice being keeping the mind where the body is and you'll be fine. You got to work on it. It's on you. Faith without work is dead. You just can't go and sit down and think the Lord got it. You got to work on overcoming the devil. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Happy belated Thanksgiving again. And, uh, we are doing the super chats and things like that tomorrow. If the Lord is willing, then the creek don't ride. The super chats and all this stuff. Yes, Nick. Men's Forum. I'm sorry? Men's Forum. Oh, this Thursday is the first Thursday? It's the first of December. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Men's Forum this Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, this Thursday at 7 p.m. Brand new biblical question. I might change it, but the brand new biblical question is... When do we know, when do you know you're strong, right? When do, you, when do you know you are strong? That's an interesting question. When do you know, Nick? Um, when you don't have to ask. <laughs> when you don't have to, ooh, when you don't have to be like, hey, Jesse, am I on the straight and narrow? <laughs> um, when you don't have to, I could go on and on, but yeah. Hassan, when do you know you're strong? I got to smoke on it. Uh, <laughs> you had your hand. When do you know you're strong? When I know that I'm weak. When you know that you're know weak, that, then you know you're strong? Yes. Amazing. Last one. When do you know you're strong? I don't know. I got to think about this one, Jesse. It's all a right. good one. <laughs> it's deep. Nice. Thank you all. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving. I hope you ate to remember and not to forget. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for coming. Appreciate it. Amazing. Nice. Hold on a minute.